1: Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadam. Thank you for joining me on this fine, fine Saturday. Well, I've got a little bit more um, information on the Aaron Rodgers thing. I, I don't really even know how much interest there is in this. Probably not very much because everybody acknowledges that it's stupid. Um, but there is more information, and I want to kind of get that out there because it's, it's information, Right. I think from what I've seen, from what I've been able to gather, most people assume, which I think is the, the new standard now, anytime the media says anything about Rogers, it's all 100% fake. I don't necessarily operate that way. I don't think everything is necessarily 100% fake. In fact, I think most things have at least a shred of truth. And then, you know, the Shefters and the whoever's, they kind of spin it up and twist it up. And, you know, they, they want as many clicks as possible. For example, like I said yesterday with the, the radio guy, whatever his name was, I believe he heard something. I don't know what. I don't know how flimsy it was, but he took it, he spun it up, and he ran with it, and he turned it into something ridiculous. In fact, I went through and yesterday um, did just a ton of sleuthing and um, a lot of Tennessee radio guys and whatnot. And I was listening to one, I don't have a clip of him because there was nothing really interesting other than you know his opinions, and I'm not in the business of just giving you everybody else's opinion on stuff. That's, that's what you come here for, is my opinion. But he made the comment something to the effect of he called the guy, um, the radio guy, and said he was out of his freaking mind <laughs> with all this stuff. I will say this, though, before I get to um, the clips and whatnot that I did find that I found interesting. I found that the m- the biggest forms of media, the biggest companies out there were consistently the least reliable. The best place that I found to find information by far was the Pat McAfee show. Right? Guys like Pat McAfee are supposed to be clowns, right? Pat McAfee is kind of just hovering around barstool sports. Right? They're they're not serious. They're just loud and brash and kind of stupid and the guy eats pizza and whatever. But as I'm looking at the other shows, the 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 biggest shows that apparently people watch for some reason, I guess because it's on ESPN, I don't know why people watch this. I mean, first of all, why do you watch ESPN? You can go on YouTube and find all, all kinds of content. You don't need to pay for ESPN to watch really stupid people who are pretending that they actually believe the stuff they say, but really they're just, it's like debate class where you're being given a position to hold and then you have to pretend to really be passionate about it, but you don't care. But again, I showed you the Florio thing where he's basically pumping it up, and I, I now you got get up, which I don't know exactly what that is, but I see them pop up all the time when I'm looking on YouTube for stuff. It's one of the the ones with the check mark and with a billion subscribers. For again, no idea why. But Ryan Clark is shocked that Aaron Rodgers is open to the idea of playing for the Tennessee Titans. It's just in general, the bigger the uh, the I don't even know what to call them the the media source. The more unreliable. Anyways, I, I want to start with this. This is uh pretty much on the same tier as um, the initial report. In other words, it's as believable. I don't exactly know what to make of it. Um, it is further confirmation, um, so we're gonna run with it a little bit. But then there he throws in some additional information that's like, wait a minute, what in the world are you talking about? But here is um what is this A to Z Sports Nashville with uh, Austin Stanley.
2: And Zach, uh, we were actually on a meeting with each other uh, yesterday afternoon uh, when that came out, and I quickly did some texting around and was able to confirm one thing. Actually, two. One thing that I'm confirming, Aaron Rodgers is building a house in the Nashville area. It's actually in Brentwood. That's from a second person. So I've got two people who have told me that Aaron Rodgers is moving to the Nashville area. Brentwood, to be more specific, is where he is building. And also, he's bringing a couple former Packers teammates, too. It's not just Aaron Rodgers. It is also former pass rusher Clay Matthews and uh, wide receiver Randall Cobb are also moving to the Nashville area with Aaron Rodgers. So that is what I am confirming. I'm double down on this from multiple people. Aaron Rodgers is moving to the Nashville area. Zach, I will let you react to uh, that confirmed story there.
1: So look, at at this point, it's kind of a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of a situation. I don't know how much of this he's blowing smoke. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what he's talking about with Randall Cobb and Clay Matthews. Right? I was kind of with him when he, when he started talking about he's been doing some sleuthing and some texting around. Again, this is a Nashville sports show, so presumably there's some contacts or whatever people are calling around. Somebody's talking to somebody because... All these Nashville guys are making phone calls and getting responses that confirm, yes, Aaron Rodgers is building a house here. In fact, he went on to specify exactly what town it's in. Again, could be entirely fake. I don't know, but I tend to believe it's not. Uh, Additionally, the consistent report, and this is going to matter for later, the consistent report has been... He's building a house. Not that he bought a house. He's building a house, which, again, doesn't really make sense for the whole Tennessee Titans thing. It makes sense. Everything I said yesterday, right, the taxes, the uh, political environment, the business environment, everything out in Tennessee makes sense that he would be moving there, especially with somebody that has a lot of money and is not a big fan of California politics in particular and the way that they're handling certain things like COVID. The guy, Zach, that he's on here went on to basically say exactly what I said, that, listen, everybody's moving out here, just like everybody's moving to Austin, Texas, just like everybody's moving, blah, 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 right? Same thing I said yesterday. So I don't doubt that he's building a house out there, but you don't build a house if you're planning to move there in the next five minutes, right? This is this is like a retirement home. This is, this is a guy who has a ton of money that is done, who's been all over the world. Um, he's seen a lot of different places, right? Goes to Kentucky Derby every single year. He just likes it out there. It's a little bit more slower pace. You know, you get more land for, for. I mean, for the amount of money he bought that California house, you take a quarter of that amount of money and you're buying, you know, 100 acres and the dream of your, the, the house of your dreams out there in Tennessee. He lost me a little bit when he started talking about Randall and Clay. Now, that doesn't mean it's not true. I mean, they're friends. They talk and it could be something that they've been talking about, how they want to Get out of these areas, right? uh, Clay is a California guy. These guys hang out. It wouldn't be surprising, even if they don't completely move out. it, It may just be we're gonna get a residence out in Tennessee. Randall, I don't even know where Randall lives. No idea where his primary residence might be moving from and to. But that is additional information that you can sleuth around on because I haven't heard anybody else report on that. And again, I don't. It's not super interesting, but it is if it's true. So. not going to push too hard, but there you go. You heard it here first if it's true, assuming you didn't already listen to this guy. But that brings me to something that's uh, even a little bit more interesting. And that was uh, when I realized that I don't have to wait until Tuesday to get thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' situation. I mean, we do for complete clarification, but um, A.J. Hawk, who's very good friends with Aaron Rodgers, is on the Pat McAfee show. And obviously, Pat McAfee's hearing these reports. He hears every single one of these rumors, and he jumps on them. And he talked to AJ about it. And I'll be honest, when I I listened to this, it became very clear to me that it's true. I mean, it's just AJ was trying to be evasive. But um, remember how I've said several times that, um, you know, especially when you're trying to read between the lines with these coaches and these players and all that, trying to figure out what they're doing, and they're trying to be evasive. A lot of times they say things that they shouldn't say because they don't know what we don't know or they forget that we don't know certain little details and they'll let it leak out. That's kind of what AJ did on this whole property thing. I'm going to let this play out a little bit. And um, again, it, it sounds to me 100% confirmed that Aaron Rodgers is building a home in Tennessee. Again, not really that interesting. He just decided to do it. But um, I just want to make sure we're clear on where I stand with this entirely. It's not entirely fake. Again, you got the fans trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater all the time. Still to this day saying Schefter lied last year. He, he basically didn't lie about anything as far as the Aaron Rodgers report, right? We found out the whole thing was true, but whatever. Here's uh, Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk and all that talking about stuff.
3: We all know that you're down there at the Kentucky Derby with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, We all know that you're out there at birthday shenanigans with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We all know that every Tuesday on this show you're making inside jokes with... Aaron Rodgers so when Aaron Rodgers okay buys something down in Nashville and he's down in Nashville and the entire world goes holy shit is Aaron Rodgers going to the Titans I think there's only one person to ask about it all AJ Hawk what the hell's going on is he moving to Tennessee Uh-oh. why is he buying stuff down there what is going on with Aaron Rodgers AJ Hawk
0: so what is what is the story that, what did, what came out that I missed Oh, so he's trying to figure out uh, what
1: he's allowed to say. No, what happened? So, first of all, I want to interject here. I missed my bleep button, by the way. I got to go back and do that. <sighs> um, this is the first area I want to interject. Keep in mind, AJ Hawk is saying he doesn't know anything. Right? He doesn't know. He hasn't even heard the report. He hasn't heard a single thing. So, the question is, does he know that he bought a house, but hasn't heard what's out there yet, or does he? did Aaron Rodgers not buy a house and AJ Hawk doesn't know anything and he's just curious what's being said okay that's where we're at right now
0: but in Nashville believe it or not guys multiple snow days in a row wife out of town I've been plowing on my John Deere all morning trying nice. to keep kids alive yeah. hell, yeah. hell yeah there's a yeah, so, lot of ice out here
3: all right so we'll let you know what the world already knows so you're not giving any more information because why would you want to do that you know because
0: yes so he's going to wait so they say he he just bought a property in Nashville. Oh, so yeah. That know. was reported. Yes. yes. Okay, when did when did he purchase this property? Wow, the, the thing is exactly. Lost, so, okay, the timing I think matters here guys. Okay. Did he just buy it God. now or did he buy this, you know, I'm-
1: That's kind of clue number 2 is he wants to narrow in on See, he knows the report. He knows the report. He's tipping his hand that he knows exactly what the report is. AJ Hawk is lying about this. So That's hint number two. He wants to really hone in on the timing of this. Why? Why does it matter? Because the report is about him wanting to go to the Tennessee Titans. But what if he bought this property last year? Does that make any sense? Of course not. But we'll continue on.
0: I don't know. Months ago. Wow, you tell us. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that, when was it? it I'm matter? saying check the date. Check the date if you think he just bought it.
3: Does okay. it matter? Okay, so yeah, does any of this matter? Why do you think he bought the property in Nashville? Do you, did you ever talk about that? Is it because he wants he to go? he has to- a
0: billion dollars and he wants to live in multiple locations. He's a billionaire?
3: <laughs> okay, so what we're saying is this means nothing in, in your eyes, just the fact that he There's worked-
0: other people that live in Nashville that are professional athletes. There's nice areas in Nashville mm-hmm. all over the place. So if, if Aaron has raw land in Nashville without a house on it, how does that mean he's going to the Titans? Now he is close with Braves. He loves the head coach
1: and now he's about to get called out for that.
0: Coach and Brable, Ooh. the Titans are in the AFC, so all of that matches up. Ooh. Okay, so
3: just quick follow up. Raw land is the property, because I did believe I do believe it was pitches, like a house, maybe. Yeah. It was assumed to be a house. What do you mean by raw land? I don't did he buy a house?
1: See, now he's trying to walk it back. So I don't I don't I thought the report as I understood it is that he bought property and is going to build a house. But the point is, A.J. Hawk says he doesn't know anything about this, right? So even if the report is that he bought um, just, quote-unquote, raw land, uh, how would he know? He says he hasn't seen the report. So again, he said something that he wasn't supposed to say. He forgot that he wasn't supposed to know that it was just property, that it was just land, and he's building a house on it. And he comes out and says, so apparently, Aaron Rod, wait a minute, who said that? Nobody said that. So A.J. Hawk is letting on that he does know about this, and um, is pretending that he does not.
3: No, just it did just say property, but I think everybody assumed that it was a house was also there. I thought I don't know. I honestly don't know. There might be.
0: Uh, uh, okay. No, he said, uh, he said raw land. He he was sounds like he it bought back. some raw land. Yeah. He bought
3: some raw land. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. That is becoming a story, though, as is everything that happens with your best friend. And you're saying there's no reason for us to look into that any deeper or anybody else to wonder or speculate on his Oh, football. no, you
0: could. You should. You should jump into it. Yeah.
3: I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, people, you, you don't think that that house is necessarily a property, is raw land, Thank whatever you. that Thank means. Thank you. You don't think that raw land is any indica- indication of what his football career is going to be?
0: If, if Aaron has any land down in Nashville, I don't think he got the land with any intention of Thinking about football, it has nothing to do with football, I believe. Right. If it has anything, yeah. please to
3: put do that with on. on uh, please
0: put that on the ticker. Well, thank okay. you. Yeah, thank you. So is he building? But it could. then not
3: a center then? Or no, we that,
0: don't that, that doesn't it. mean it can't, though. That doesn't mean all of a sudden, say he goes down there, he's like, oh, this is cool. I like Nashville, live music, Hey, raves. Why don't you call the pack, work on a trade for me? That could happen. Oh,
3: oh it's so, so hold on, oh. put that on the ticker as well. Although oh. it is raw land, whatever that
1: means. But then, all right, good enough. Um, so, so again, that's that's AJ kind of theorizing about it, and again, kind of just repeating what I was saying. It, it doesn't hurt the whole Tennessee thing if he lives there, right? It's no different than California when you live out there. If if somebody was, although he was kind of Northern California, whatever, whatever, whatever town is nearest to to you know, if the uh, Washington or if uh, the 49ers, whatever. Um, decided they wanted to work out a deal and he had to choose between multiple teams, would it make the most sense, right? If he was choosing between the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, the Houston Texans, and let's just say these are equally talented teams, clearly they're not, um, you would want to choose Tennessee, right? Because you live there and that'd be kind of cool. But again, it's not going to be Tennessee. But anyways, my big takeaway from this is A.J. Hawk knows, right? Right. Because what happens when all these reports are completely fake? They all come out and say this is completely fake. In fact, I have another clip kind of going in a different direction, but that's exactly what they say. This is nonsense. What are you talking about? Where did this come from? And, and uh, Pat McAfee basically says that. He's like, it's funny how you guys say, you know, AJ and Bakhtiar, you guys say the exact same thing. Like, I just want to know where this stupid report came from. Who are these sources saying this stupid stuff? He didn't say any of that. He's trying to like, nit- well, I mean, come on. When did it happen? Let's talk about when it happened. Why does he want to talk about when it happened? What does that matter? If he's just randomly hearing this out of nowhere, some report that's fake that he's buying land in Tennessee or that he bought a house in Tennessee, why, what, what does the timeline matter? It only matters if if this is some new late breaking development that has something to do with him uh, being traded to the Tennessee Titans. Because in that case, if he bought this land and has maybe been building out there for a year and is getting a little bit closer to completion than just having bought it then it's pretty obvious that it doesn't have anything to do with a recent trade to the Tennessee Titans, which, again, was stupid all, all along. But the point is, A.J. Hawk knows exactly what the report is. He also knows that he bought property, i.e. land, and he kind of let that slip out without ever being told that. And again, it confirms all these other reports from these guys who are, who are breaking this news, who are saying this stuff. Even if it's not on Twitter, the guy, like the clip I just played, said is actually in Brentwood, I think is the town that he mentioned, not up on my uh, Tennessee geography, over in that Dave Ramsey area somewhere. I think they say that on the show for something. It just dawned on me. Like their P.O. box, Brentwood, Tennessee, something, something, something. I don't know. Anyways, my official stance, Aaron Rodgers is buying a a house or building a house in Tennessee, and it has nothing to do with the Titans. There's my investigative report for you. Anyways, while we are on the topic, David Bakhtiari was also on the Pat McAfee Show um, talking about what Aaron Rodgers will do next. Now, there's been a lot of talk, including from guys in Nashville, saying things like, he's definitely not coming back. And as I've said, this is these kinds of things are silly. That's when the guy lost me. It is. It's silly. And basically, all pretty much any report that you hear that's very definitive, I mean, I guess depending on who's saying it and what the details are, I do have a little bit of news that might have some teeth to it, and there's some reason to believe that it could be true. But a, a, a random report from some nobody Tennessee radio guy, no offense to him, but let's be honest, he's clearly not at the level of, oh, I definitely believe him, saying he has some anonymous report, saying that teammates are saying that he'll never come back. I mean, it's just, it's, it's silly. I don't doubt that he would believe it because, again, remember, the, the national narrative is that Aaron Rodgers hates it here and wants out desperately. He hates the Green Bay Packers, all that stuff. Because, again, they're not plugged in to the Green Bay Packers every day, all day. They're just operating off of their most recent data, which is why Bears fans and Vikings fans and everybody else are still laughing. Ha ha, you're about to lose Aaron Rodgers and you're going to be horrible and we're going to be amazing. And, and that's why I said don't fire back at them. Let them believe that. In fact, play into it. It's fine. We'll see what Jordan Love can do. We're still going to be a better team. Whatever. Let them believe it because it's going to be all the more crushing when Aaron Rodgers gets a, you know, a five, six year extension. They'll try to, well, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, nice pick with Jordan, they'll do whatever they can to, to downplay that. But, you know, it's, it's going to be hilarious. But anyways, Pat McAfee just asks David Bakhtiari, what, uh, what do you think is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? And, I mean, you, you got to understand, A.J. Hawk and David Bakhtiari are the inner circle, right? And, uh, well, I shouldn't say they are the inner circle. That's not necessarily true. I'm, I'm thinking there might be a slightly tighter inner circle than David Bakhtiari, but not much of one. He's, he's, he's right there on that next tier, but here is what, uh, David Bakhtiari had. To what say. do
3: you think about next year in the guy that's behind you? I mean, there's a lot of personal conversations that have to happen. How do you feel about all of that? Are you a part of the recruiting process back home to green? Bay? You think? <laughs> Uh,
4: maybe I, I don't know. And no one's made that explicit. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. I don't, I mean, I think AJ, and I mean, you guys, you guys hang out with him every Tuesday, you know, the only person's really going to know is him. And even when he knows, it, it's funny when I, when I see reports of then come out, how close I am with him, I'm really curious. I'm like, who, who are they referencing? I would love one time or maybe a couple times if someone just actually put a name on it, like call him out and let's just really see if it's actually real. Because there's so many times I'm here, I'm like, where did this? come from and there's times I'll sit with Aaron and he's like who the hell is this close friend <laughs> we'll just laugh about it he'll just sit back and just like see, see you know the Twitterverse and all these other social media platforms just go crazy it's like what I, I, I don't get it I don't get where people talk about their you know uh, source and I'm like just put the name on it then I,
0: I don't see what's so hard about that what do you think so I, I I know like you said Aaron's the only one that's gonna know I know from my personal experience I've told him to his face okay I think I don't think you're going to retire. I think you're too good and you know how good you are. And I think if you come back, Green Bay gives you the best chance to win another Super Bowl. Like what are your thoughts on that?
4: I think exactly what you think. (laughs) Um, I also have a little more bias because I'm going to be there too, unless there's something I don't know. Uh, So yeah, of course I'd like when I, I I mean, he's pretty much one of my best friends in the, when I play football and also outside, like I would love to have him around. It would suck uh, not seeing him every day. I mean, I've worked with him for about nine years now i'd love to go on a decade um i don't really know where he'd be i agree with you i don't can't see him retiring he's too competitive even though he does say that you know there's that possibility i just i can't fathom it but then again i mean i don't think we all could have fathomed tom brady retiring and here we are
3: on an instagram post out of nowhere but i think tom brady retiring by the way Probably leads us even more to think what you two are saying about the competitive drive. And I don't think he's going to retire with Tom Brady saying, I I don't know, maybe. Maybe it doesn't even factor in. Maybe he's running his own race. You guys know him a lot better than I do. I love the fact, though, that both of you, whenever, Bach, I don't get a chance to talk to you that much, but AJ, whenever something happens or a source says something about it, Aaron, I'll send it to AJ. And the exact response that you just gave is what he, I like that all the people around him are like, who the fuck thinks this is... Not a, you all want to know it. who thinks they know what's going on because I don't think any of you actually do. Like, I don't think AJ has a clue what's going to happen. I don't think Bach has a clue what's going to happen. I don't think his representation has a clue what's going to happen. I think Aaron is legitimately the only one that's going through the process of figuring out what he's going to do. So whenever reports happen, I don't want to say that I, I try AJ, but AJ has the same... I'm like, oh, somebody else fucking knows the inside scoop. Dang AJ, it. what's the deal? And
1: he's like... Alright, honestly, I was just hanging in there because I was trying to catch the bleep at the right time. I know I knew David Bakhtiari had one coming, and I was waiting for it. And frickin' Mac, if he kept slipping him in there. And I ca- By the way, this uh, isn't going to do anything for the stream. It it'll it'll mute me and bleep myself out, but I can't bleep them out because it it should mute them also, mute the whole thing and bleep it. But it obviously doesn't. It was very quiet; you couldn't even hear it. So. Anyways, um contemplating leaving those in cuz it was a, l- a little bit funny. I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. But anyways, th- that's that's ultimately the point as much as we don't want it to be. Um it's also exactly what these big programs don't want because this is the proper conclusion to this is we don't know and we won't know. And there's no there's there's nothing here to talk about. They're going to try to find any little sliver and blow it up into guess what I heard which technically is about what, what I'm about to do in about two minutes. But the, the bottom line is the, the reality is we don't know yet. Rodgers doesn't know yet. I'm sure he's leaning in a direction. Um, I'm sure he, he, he might even be 95% sure, but he wants to completely come to, um, he wants to be 100% sure. And in fact, I even said, I think he pretty much knows what he's planning on doing. It's the only reason why he can guarantee that we're going to have an answer basically this month. You got to be leaning a little bit, right? It's not a matter of, well, we'll have to see, or we're going to base it on, um, it's not based on anything else. It's not even based on Devontae. A lot of people are saying, well, if Devontae leaves, then Rodgers is leaving. That's not true. You know how I know? Because the Packers are not going to make a decision on Devontae before Aaron Rodgers promised he would give us his decision. In fact, he said he's going to make his decision so that people like Devontae and, and the team can Kind of uh, better understand their situation and can move forward with their negotiations because right now Rodgers is the one kind of holding up a lot of things. The Packers don't exactly know what they're working with financially, and once they have clarity on that from Aaron Rodgers, they can they can pursue what it is that they want to pursue. So Rodgers is not contingent on Devontae and anybody else. Now he did sit with the Packers and based on good faith say what is your plan, and the Packers gave him a, a general plan. There's no guarantee. I mean, they can say we're going to offer Devontae this and. We'll see what he says, but Rodgers is going to make a decision independent of whether or not Devontae comes back, and we know that for 100%, with 100% certainty, would be, would be a, better, a slightly better sentence, probably, to say. But also, I am a trendsetter, and I, I make up sentences. Um, so if you guys want to jump on board, um, I mean, rappers get to do it all the time. They say stupid crap, and apparently um, we're supposed to just start saying it. So, I mean, if you guys want to start jumping on my nonsensical sentences that would be great. At least you won't be saying things like push and pee, right? I mean, you just say other things that make not sense, but kind of sense. At least you kind of knew what I was trying to say. If I I say push and pee, you're going to come to a lot of wrong conclusions. In fact, some of you are saying, why doesn't he hit his bleep button? That's not what it means. I had to look it up. It's not what it means. It means it's uh, it's just kind of cool, right? That's pee, man. A.J. Hawk's bookshelf. That's pee, bro. By the way, what's up with this bookshelf? (laughs) First of all, is that even real? Because it kind of kind of looks a little fake. Like he's he's like it's fake. <laughs> Beyond that, none of those books have a title on the spine. Like does he only buy books from like the 1600s? Or does he I I don't I've never seen that before. I, not one of them. Has anybody noticed that? What is going on with AJ Hawk's books? He's this is either fake and he's never read a single one of those books, which would not surprise me. Or he is just really, really, really into books and is reading some stuff that is uh next level. Right. These are these are like Puritan writings. So I don't know. It's it's uh it's potentially one of those two options. Maybe a third option. I don't know. Not really relevant to what we're talking about here. I already forgot my made up sentence, but if you remember and you want to run with it, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being uh being a trendsetter. But that depends on you. By the way, I just got done inviting Randall Cobb to uh jump on the podcast to discuss the rumors, so um probably any day now he'll be, <laughs> be jumping on. Oh, good times. Tell you what, this is a good spot to take a break here. So be sure to check out A Modern Frontier if you want to buy some meat. Seriously, I've been, I've been talking about this for years, years and years and years about buying, you know, large quantities of meat. Finally got my freezer so that it's possible. Unfortunately, that all got filled up with uh, pizza and frozen fruit and stuff. But uh, Adam over at a modern frontier has smaller quantities. So you can get a quarter pasture pork box, a one eighth grass fed beef box. You've also got a butcher's dozen ground beef. I heard something about chicken. I don't know exactly. It's not on the uh, it's not on the website. Maybe I dreamt that. Maybe I was maybe I made that up. I don't know. But again, if you head over to a modernfrontier.com, send him a message, anything that you uh, are curious about, want to know, any whatever, just you know, questions, comments, concerns. But very, very low prices, very high-quality meat, and I believe the shipping is included in the price. So you pay that price, and it's going to show up at your door. High-quality, local meat. And if you use promo code MEATPACKER, or MEATPACKERS, doesn't really matter, all one word, all caps, you're going to get $25 off your order. So it's already a low price. Generally, you're you're spending a massive amount of money. Plus, there's processing fees and all this other stuff that you got to pay If you want to get large quantities of beef, you're spending like a grand. This is going to be under $400, not even including the promo code. And that's for the grass-fed beef box. The pork is under $300, not including the promo code. So try it out. See if you like it. If so, then you got yourself a uh, provider. Also, don't forget about Drew. Trying to get him some help with getting a seizure service dog. Looking to help a uh, a listener out who is in need. His GoFundMe can be found pinned to the top of my Twitter profile, so you can find it there. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotorist.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, there's a guy that um, I used to be a... Real not big fan of. Um, Benjamin Albright is a guy on Twitter that is um, kind of a breaky newsy guy. He's mostly a Denver guy, but he's he's got connections and things. Um, I do think he's relatively trustworthy, but with anybody, even including Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, et cetera, et cetera, there is an element of being fed BS, and all these guys get fed BS. It's just part of the game that they play, and I think they understand that. Anyways, Um, there was a little bit of a thread here. He does a lot of, I guess, question and answer, not really question and answer, but he just responds to, to things. Anyways, his initial tweet was, if you're watching the quarterbacks for this draft, the two that had the best week are Malik Willis and Matt Corral. Then Stewart on Twitter says, your guess on destination for Garoppolo? His answer, I don't know. Everyone is eyeing the Raiders situation and if they extend Carr or not, they should. Washington and Houston jump out. People have suggested Denver, but I don't think that's a thing. They're all in on Aaron Rodgers. But I hear Green Bay is trying to offer him a monster deal. Now, again, it, I don't think Benjamin Albright, who, again, is a guy that I used to really, really, really dislike. Um, a few years ago or a year ago or whatever, he he did a big uh, mea culpa type thing where he realized he was way too aggressive and angry and vitriolic and everything, and he needs to try to cool that down. And since then, from what I can see, he's been uh, much more um, tolerable and in a pretty good follow. But the last little bit there matters, right? Bottom line is, if Aaron Rodgers decides he wants out, Denver is very, very hot on their trails, and I don't. It really just comes down to would Rodgers do it, and I, I tend to think yes. Not because it's a better situation, but he's already said he's leaving. In this hypothetical, right? We're talking about a hypothetical here, a hypothetical that I don't expect to happen. But hypothetically, now this is a team that has Hackett uh, and in there, so you're talking about Aaron Rodgers was an MVP two years in a row, presumably with this system, and he wants to stick within that. Um, And because his options really are quite low outside of that, as I've pointed to in terms of really good options that the Packers would trade him to and that he wants to go to and that teams are interested in him, um, Denver does make a good amount of sense, especially considering when you hear you know, being all in, they're, they're willing to pay a massive amount of money to get him there. Um, but the more interesting part for me is the part where the Packers are offering him a massive extension, or the, the exact terminology is, but I hear Green Bay is trying to offer him a monster deal. And again, th- this, is, this is what I assumed all along. There is an offer already on the table. I told you this a long time ago. The deal is done. It's why Rodgers has been so happy lately. It's why he said he's good with Gutekunst and everybody in the building. He, he knows that they're serious. Why? Because there's a monster deal on the table right now waiting for Rodgers to come back and just sign on the dotted line. I said probably a month ago or two months ago back in December, not only have they confirmed to Aaron Rodgers and, and Rodgers believes it, but I believe the deal is essentially done. I said that months ago. Now, what do I mean by that? There's an offer on the table for Rodgers right now. And so Rodgers knows what the situation is. He knows exactly what he's going to get and how it's going to work out. He, he's essentially, um, I don't want to say agreed to it, but the, the structure of the contract is, is understood and essentially agreed on. In other words, if I decide to come back, I will accept that deal. They have offered him a deal that he's willing to accept, a deal that will lock him in Green Bay for a long time. He just has to decide, do I want to do that? Because this is going to be a multi-year deal. This is not going to be like a one-year extension. He would not be happy with a one-year. Again, it's a deal he's happy with that demonstrates to him that they want him here long-term. That's the, that's that's exactly what I said. The only way he's ever going to say that things with him and Brian Gutekunst are good is for Brian Gudekunst to genuinely demonstrate, we you are our guy and we want you here. And they've done that now. And I know that because Rodgers has come out and said his relationship with Gutekunst is great. So this is essentially confirmation of what I've thought all along. It's really just a question of, is he going to accept that? Is he going to retire? Or is he going to force his way out? And I think the third option is the least likely. The whole idea of him hating Green Bay and wanting out, I think, is silly. I don't think there's anything to that. I think he was mad at Brian Gutekunst. He's come out recently and said he's not mad at Brian Gutekunst or the organization anymore. So what is he going to force his way out for? Unless it really is just a matter of, this is the contract we're offering you, and... um, He's looking at it and saying, that's, that's great, but I think I can get more elsewhere. In fact, I know I can. And money is the primary motivator, but I don't think it is at his state. I mean, he's got, he's got more than enough money right now. And what, with what Green Bay is offering him, whatever it is, I mean, there's no way money is, is an issue for him. That's not to say that's not his motivator. Maybe it is. But you get to the point where you have so much you know, you, you talk about 10, 15 more million dollars compared to the ability to win another Super Bowl. Well, he can't win in Green Bay. You guys got to stop, man. You got to, that, that is nonsense. Where's he going to win? Where's he going to win? Where's he going to go? Denver? Why? Because our offensive coordinator who was in Green Bay is now there. Well, he couldn't win here. Why would he win there? A knockoff Matt LaFleur is going to win in, in with a different team. What sense does that make? Even if they go out and get Devontae, he had that here. He had Hackett and Devontae here. So why would he win there? With a roster that's still worse than Green Bay's was in 2021, or 2020, or 2019 for that matter. Where's he going to go that has a better coach, roster, situation that he's had the last three years? It's, it's exactly what A.J. Hawk said he's been telling Rodgers. You do what you want to do, but I don't know where you're going to go that's any better. And Bakhtiari's like, yeah, I don't I don't know either. He said he was biased, but, but, you know, A.J.'s not. He's talking to a friend. He's an ex-Packer, but he's not currently playing for the Packers wanting to get his quarterback back to give him a better shot at winning the Super Bowl. He's just looking at the landscape very seriously and is like, I don't know that you got a lot of better options, dude, outside of retirement, but both of them have acknowledged that he's playing at the peak of his career right now. And Tom Brady just stepped aside. And, and, and if he retires, he's looking to go into a Hall of Fame class with his resume as one of the best quarterbacks of all time as the, the, the second most important person being, <laughs> being put into the Hall of Fame. Second most important person to be retiring. With Drew Brees gone, and Big Ben gone, and Tom Brady gone, and all these guys are gone. You can talk about the new up-and-comers up, up if you want. If you want to talk about Pat Mahomes, how he's missed out you know, the last two years in a row. You can talk about Buffalo, who's 0-2 the last two years. By the way, Aaron Rodgers isn't the only really good quarterback that doesn't seem to be able to win consistently in the playoffs. You hear all about the 49ers' potential that doesn't seem to lead anywhere. You hear about the Chiefs, 0-2 the last, well, they won three years ago. Okay, that was three years ago. So he got his one, like Rodgers got his one. How many more is he going to win? Seems to me that's a team in decline. And Buffalo is probably ascending, maybe. But how much better are they going to get than they were this past year? One of the most dominant offenses we've ever seen in NFL history. Tell me about that. By the way, another team that was extremely dominant, Dallas. Right? Dallas. How many times has Dak gone into the playoffs and lost? He has no Super Bowls. Hasn't even been to the Super Bowl. So what do they do? This is not a this is not a Green Bay Packers problem. This is an NFL problem. How do you get over the hump? How do you get in there? And you know what the formula is? There is no formula. What, do what the Cincinnati Bengals did? Suck for 30 years and then draft a quarterback who's pretty good? And halfway luck your way into the Super Bowl, which is a large portion of the reason why a lot of teams get in. It's luck. Circumstance. I mean, you, you look at a lot of these games, man. A lot of the favorites have been losing. A lot of teams, you know, nine out of ten times this team beats that team, but that team won because it was it was the little there's the little Giants thing. It's the whole premise of the Little Giants movie. This one time I beat, you know, out of a hundred times, my brother beat me, but this one time I beat him. so let's let's make this the one time that we win. Why not, man? If we're favorites three out of ten times, let's be one of those three times. So I you know, I don't think Rogers is looking at this situation, nor do I think the Green Bay Packers are looking at this situation and saying, I can't really explain why. Being worse is going to help us win a Super Bowl. But I just feel like being really, really good is not good enough, and we just need something new. I don't think that's a general uh, philosophy within the NFL that that really exists. We just need to go in a new direction. Maybe, especially if you're really, really bad, that happens all the time, but not when you're really, really good. I don't think too many people see getting to NFC Championship games or the playoffs every single year and saying, you know what, it's good, it's not good enough, let's blow it up. That just That just doesn't really happen. Because again, as I've been saying... The point is you get as good as you possibly can, you make a run, you do your best. And again, I I I, I had the question asked to me, what are we going to do to get over the hump? And I, you know, part of me wants to roll my eyes because it's like, I, you know, there's no answer, dude. You never know what the challenges are going to be at the time. You don't know who the injuries are going to be. You don't know who's going to have a bad day on what day. You can't plan for Aaron Rodgers having a bad day on 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 this day. Everybody has bad days once in a while. They crop up, and some people are going to have bad days when it's in the playoffs because every single week, certain players have bad days. And if the wrong ones have bad days, you're in trouble. And because you're playing the best of the best, you're probably going to have several people having bad days. However, again, if I had to pinpoint something, that offensive line, that's the biggest thing. I Massive props to the offensive line coaches for what they did with the guys that they had throughout the season. But that has been our undoing just about every single time we get beat. It's the offensive line. Again, I say that on every every time a Bears or Vikings or anybody that an opponent brings me on their podcast and they're like, "How do we beat this team? You guys are so good. How do we be-? get to Aaron Rodgers?" Consistent pressure, that's it. And again, that's not necessarily a knock on Rodgers, that's every quarterback, but you know, that's that's the one weakness of this team. If you can bring consistent pressure, especially if you're rushing four So you can take away the coverage, but if you're winning up front and you, and we can't run and you bring pressure and Roger starts to panic and freak out and, and rush throws and, and all these kinds of things. And that is somewhat Roger specific. I'm sure it's not entirely, but I've already told you he's not that good as a pressured quarterback. Nobody's really better when they're under pressure. I mean, some people are, but I tend to think that's an anomaly, but he tends to fall off more than most. So for even more reasons, Build up the offensive line. Build up the offensive line. More important than wide receiver, build up the offensive line. He can work with guys like Lazard and MVS. He can work with guys like Tunyon. He can make that work. I would love to have a bunch of studs, right? It'd be great. But I would rather have Rodgers with time in the pocket and guys like Lazard and MVS than having two Devontes and and no no offensive line. Because we will lose that game. We can have three Devontes for all I care. If Aaron Rodgers is under pressure with, with four guys, we lose. Build the offensive line, build the offensive line, build the offensive line. Which again, we've been doing. I'm not I'm not trying to, to slam Gudiguns. He's been building this offensive line for a long time with with uh, early round picks, with extensions of guys like Bakhtiari. You've got uh, two second-round picks recently that are filling left guard and center spots. Unfortunately, injuries, 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 injuries. Our center that we drafted got injured. Elton Jenkins got injured, may not even play in 2022. David Bakhtiari got injured, and he's having some serious knee injuries that I don't know how that's going. Brought in Billy Turner and free agency. We drafted a ton of mid-to-late-round guys that have been doing a great job filling in from Yash Naiman, although I don't know when he was drafted, but I think that was Gutekunst. I don't know to the, the three back-to-back-to-back offensive linemen, guys like John Runyon that have been filling in. Royce Newman, not the greatest in the world, but he showed flashes. And and, and again, a, a mid-to-late-round guy that you don't really expect much of who's been thrust into action and has been doing the work, been getting the job done. Not, I mean, again, he's not David Bakhtiari, but if you expect that, you're out of your mind. But the point is, it still needs to be better. It just does. I mean, if, if there's anything I want to be elite right now, it's the offensive line. I want it more than another pass rushing defensive tackle, more than another linebacker, more than edge rusher, more than, you know, solidifying the safety position, more than getting another wide receiver or an elite tight end offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. If you get a dominant offensive line, what is this rushing attack? Just that alone. I mean, we've got running backs that can make something out of nothing, but this has been a pretty poor run blocking offensive line basically since forever. David Bakhtiari is never, I mean, I think last year he actually graded out quite well. He took a a step in that direction, but he's never been a run blocking guy. He's purely an elite pass blocker, which is fantastic. That's your, obviously your number one and number two goal is to block for Aaron Rodgers, probably number three. Also, then you get to number four, it's run blocking, but under this new system in particular, you got to be able to run block and especially when we've invested so much in our running backs, again, they make magic happen when there's nothing to be had. Aaron Jones finds that one little crease and finds his way to zigzag to four or five yards. A.J. Dillon gets hit at the two-yard mark and pushes him for three more. That's great, but it would also be great if once in a while there was just a big hole sitting there, which never happens. We see that happen to us all the time. There's a big hole that the guys run right through. That never happens for A.J. I've I've been saying that about A.J. Dillon. This guy's going to be so great if he ever gets a big hole to run through. He just gets daylight. He's got so much speed and power. But it's never happened. Maybe like back in Tennessee, there was there were like two of them. I think that big touchdown run, there was a giant hole he ran through and he got a touchdown. We never see Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon run through giant holes. And listen, it doesn't need to be a giant hole. If you just execute and, and give him a lane to run through, that's fine. I, I'm not trying to be ridiculous and say you should just blow out these holes that you can have a, a Mack truck run through, although once or twice would be nice. But they're just not very dominant at that, and as, as the, a lot of the film guys from, from Dusty to Sam to Coach Hawn have talked about, a lot of it is the right side of the line, or from center to right, from Lucas Patrick to, you know, whoever's playing right guard, whether that might be Lucas Patrick or Billy Turner or whatever, that seems to be kind of the, the bigger issue. But um, even that, to, to get back to my original point, even that does not guarantee a Super Bowl. Nothing guarantees a Super Bowl. All that guarantees is we're going to be even more dominant. But guess what? We've been dominant and lost. And if I'm being completely honest, I mean, if if we really think about it, the, the teams that have won the Super Bowl are teams with really good defenses. Now, this past year, obviously, that didn't really matter, even though our defense was not as good as you'd like it to be. Clearly, that last game, the defense was dominant, and that wasn't good enough. But as I've pointed out, if you sort by best defenses via DVOA, you've got two Super Bowls and 2009, which is why I've consistently said 2009 is the one uh, unsung... Not talked about enough Packers team that um, that should have won it and didn't. That was like the second best defense that the Packers have had since they've been doing DVOA. The other two are um, 1996 and uh, 2010. But again, those are those are just my musings, and it depends who ends up actually being there in the draft. The Packers are going to take best player available, et cetera, et cetera. You know how all that works. Anyways, I think tomorrow I want to start to delve into that a little bit, um, do just a, a, a tiny bit of draft talk, but also in particular looking at, uh, I mean, we, we kind of know what the Packers like, right? Not just based on position, but profile. In fact, I, it's funny because the, people say stuff like the Packers like super athletic guys and, you know, whatever, and it, it kind of, they they've become a parody. They've turned themselves into a parody because I want to look at it and be like, look, guys, it's not that obvious. I mean, they're not just going to take the most athletic freaks, but they literally do. Every time they draft somebody, it's like, why did I? I should have known. When they took Eric Stokes, it's like, he's a second round guy, but he is the most athletic, freakish human being. I mean, he he's, he's what is he, six foot one, runs in the four twos or something stupid? It's, it's one of those things where you look at it and go, okay, you're being a little silly. I mean, they're not just going to take him because he runs. I mean, come on now. They're not that obvious. Yeah, they are. Rashawn Gary. Just a stupid, absolute freak. Darnell Savage, stupid freak. <laughs> just everybody is just stupid. Now, again, that that's kind of information that reads into the past. It's kind of Monday morning quarterback data because there's a pile of, of elite guys that the Packers will have no interest in. We don't know who exactly they're they're going to be eyeing up, but it's a good place to at least start to find those guys and 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 you know, say so here's a pile that we know the Packers are gonna it's the same thing I did with the wide receivers. You know, you you look at a six foot five or or six three, two hundred twenty five pound wide receiver that's just killing it in college, and it's like you know they like this guy. Now there might be other issues that that cause them to say he may be a, a profile, a physical profile that we like, but that doesn't mean we necessarily like him for you know as a wide receiver. But again, it's a good place to start because unless they have a reason not to like him, whether it be the interview process or just something about their game that they're just not really keen on, they love the guy because he is he is basically. You might as well just put him in a Packers helmet. He's built for this team. So, again, uh, I was planning on doing that today, but uh, give me something to talk about for tomorrow, I guess, because I don't. there's not a lot going on right now, so we might as well hold off. But you guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.